welcome to the joyfulness episode broadcast welcome to the joyfulness broadcast for this episode which is a bit different to the other episodes there is no guest here instead i just want to take this time to speak directly to you my dear listener first of all thank you for listening to this and the important the topic for this episode is what is joy let's see if we can recognize some things about the human condition which we have all inherited together so that's a good point that's a good starting point what is joy we can see that joy is a certain way we are when we are a certain way it's like a it's a state which arises when certain conditions are met and so what we can see is that it arises which means that it's already within us it's like the probably a good analogy would be that it's like the sun which shines covered by the clouds and the sun shines in spite of the clouds you know the clouds make it seem sometimes if it's a stormy day the clouds make it seem like the sun's not there but then the clouds clear and the sun shines forth but the shine the sun shines forth not because the clouds clear the sun has always shined it always shines but the clouds cover it up in the same way sometimes there are certain things we choose which cover up the joy and if we can recognize this then some magical things will start to happen because we'll automatically recognize that hang on is this what i really want do i want this and suddenly new choices will open up for us okay so let's see what are those choices you know i'm riffing i don't know what's going to come out of this episode but what are those choices that cover up joy maybe we can start with what are we like when we are joyful when we're in a state of joy uh, speaking from experience which we all should have hopefully an experience of joy you know i think we all do what are we like during that so for me i take like a really majestic nat- natural beauty like a sunset like a forest beautiful forest with like moss growing everywhere what's going on what's going on there why what 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 is happening to uh help that state of joy arise well what 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 i can see is that i'm spontaneous i'm free i am enjoying the beauty i'm really connected with the beauty of that uh, scene i'm really connected with the beauty and i see only beauty and i'm focusing on the beauty but i'm not like consciously trying to focus you know it's not like a willful willful effort focus kind of focus it's more like the beauty is so overwhelming that there's nothing else like it'll just be absurd to think in that moment like everything's so beautiful what is there even to say about it even to say it's beautiful is kind of absurd it's just there's just beauty and in this state of beauty joy is natural it's like that's the only thing that comes up it's just joy wonder happiness because everything is just so beauty beautiful and there's nothing else and you know some these 
these moments occur when it's so beautiful that I cry. Like that's it. And it's not again a conscious crying. It's just, it just happens of its own. So these things happen of their own. That's what I'm pointing to. It's nothing to do with what I do. So there's no achievement, you know, it's nothing I achieve. It just happens of its own. When I suppose the most accurate language would be when I allow it to happen, it happens. When I allow it to happen, it happens. And this brings us, I guess, to what's not allowing joy to happen. So I can see that when I think about stuff, (laughs) I'm not allowing joy to happen. Why? Because I'm focused on thinking. And as entertaining as those thoughts might be, they're not joy. They're just entertainment. It's entertainment of the mind. When I am focused, when I am caught up in thinking, I'm not caught up in that magnificent beauty which leaves me speechless. I'm caught up in thinking. So thinking, thinking seems to be, to me, like those clouds. That joy, that joy which arises when I allow it to, is within me at all times. But when I engage in thoughts, when thinking arises, when I engage in it, then those clouds start to grow and grow and grow and cover up that joy. Cover it up, like it seems like it's not there but it's always there and as soon as soon as I let go of the thinking as soon as I let go of it the clouds just disappear and the joy shines forth so the essential there is that joy is pure experience pure subjective reality it's beauty it's not different from beauty It's not different from wonder. It's not different from awe. It's not different from love. They're all sort of the same different qualities or maybe different aspects of the same thing. And we try to describe this thing with words, but it's really an experience that cannot be described. And that, that is, notice that this is actually the natural state. It's the natural state because, notice this, it happens effortlessly and automatically right so it happens when i don't try when i don't try when effort is dropped it happens of its own meaning that if i let go of everything that's all that remains when i do try when i exert effort that's in the domain of thinking and what happens there is suffering really it's not joy it's not spontaneity it's caution, it's planning. Not that caution is bad, not that planning is bad, let me make that clear. But effort, willpower, these things, they're not joy. Pure joy is spontaneous, free, flow. You know, these are words that maybe people resonate with. And they occur of their own. And for anyone that's been in these states, you know that a lot of synchronicity and magic happens there. So that, for example, things that we would normally have to plan for, in this state of joy, they occur of their own magically. And by magically, I mean simply that in ways that we cannot explain with our own linear understanding. They happen 
and we cannot explain them, so we call them magic or miraculous. But really, they happen of their own through this spontaneous power when we're in that state of joy. So I just want to help people sense that that's the sort of joy we're referring to here. Whereas there's nothing wrong, again, there's nothing wrong with willpower uh, and planning, but that which we do through planning and willpower can also occur naturally in the wondrous state of joy and total freedom. You know, you could have a thought, a single thought in that state will become a manifest in the physical world. It's quite powerful stuff. And this is an experience that awaits anyone there. So that's, that's I guess, what we're trying to, what we're looking at here. That's a natural state that arises naturally when all effort is dropped. Which means it's the most natural state. Because effort is exertion. Effort has to be done. But there's no doing There's no doingness in this state of joy. It arises naturally, spontaneously. Hopefully I'm getting myself, not myself, but getting the essence of this across. I'd love to hear if I am. I don't know, leave a comment or something. Uh, But yeah, so again, going back to what are those clouds? What are those clouds which cover that natural spontaneity, that natural wonder of joy? Those clouds are thoughts, specifically conceptual thinking. Conceptual thinking. Every cloud, we can say there are lots of different types of clouds, you know, lots of different forms of clouds, but they're all the same cloud. They're all clouds. In that same sense, there are different senses of covering, different forms of covering up the the joy different ways of uh, forms different forms of covering up the joy but all forms have in their uh, nature the same essence and that is that that same thing that thing which we can look to that's most fundamental to that which covers up joy is conceptual thought if we don't think about anything there are no problems. There is only joy. There is only happiness. Problems arise when thoughts are clung to. Without thoughts, there are no problems. You know, even if something really perceptually that might seem really bad to you happens. If you don't think about that, if you don't have any opinions about that, if you don't have any judgments about that, all these different stories, different conceptual thoughts, if they don't come up, if you don't cling to them, what I mean if you don't cling to them if you don't hold on to them if you don't identify with them then all there is is a situation that arose now that might be not necessarily a normal state to embody but definitely is a possibility and that's that state of freedom enlightenment when we're non-attachment where we're non-attached we're not attached in any way to that which goes on around us to the changing ebb and flow of the world but when we're not attached to it well this doesn't mean we're like doesn't necessarily mean that we're like a monk sitting and ignoring the world what the the essence of non-attachment 
is to simply be able to enjoy things as they arise and as they fall away, not cling to them. That's what non-attachment is. It's actually enjoyment. Non-attachment is not not enjoying things. It's actually quite different. It's quite the opposite. It's fully enjoying everything exactly as it is. Fully enjoying everything exactly as it is. And then when it drops away, falls away, letting it go and having absolutely no second thoughts about it. Just instantly letting it go. It's like riding the crest of the moment. That, that's what non-attachment is. That's what. So it's actually a full enjoyment of life. When we're not attached to life, when we're non-attached to things, we can fully enjoy them. You know, if I'm in the presence of someone I, who, I, who I really enjoy their company, for example, or even my dog. Let's take my dog, for example. If I'm in the presence of my dog, I absolutely love my dog. I love my dog, but I don't miss my dog when we're apart. <laughs> I, I love my dog. I love being with her. But at the same time, if I'm not with her, then that's fine as well. I have personally let go of the sentimentality of that attachment. And what this means for me experientially, you know, in the past where I might have missed my dog. Well, I was actually missing her when I was away, but I wasn't fully present with her when I was with her because of that attachment. But now that I have that non-attachment with my dog, I'm just able to enjoy her company fully, fully, and really fully be present with her and enjoy each other's company, knowing that it will come to an end. Knowing, fully knowing that, <laughs> that the nature of this changing world is that things come and things go. That which comes must go. That's the very nature of these things. That which arises by its very nature will fall away eventually. So... That's what joy is. Joy doesn't require thinking. Joy doesn't require sentimentality. Sentimentality is emotionalism. It's enjoying the juice, the little, those little nice feelings, or those feelings which we in secretly enjoy, or not so secretly, of those emotions. Like, oh, I miss that person, or I really miss them. And I want to make it clear that I'm not judging this. I, for the purpose of this podcast episode, we're investigating what joy is and what it isn't. And I want to make it clear that sentimentality isn't joy. And it's okay to be sentimental about things. There's nothing wrong with it. But if we want to be in a state of constant joy, then sentimentality does not serve that. And there is another option, is all I'm saying here, where we can be totally non-attached and really, really what we're saying here is be totally free and give freely without needing anything from anyone. Another example of this are relationships. So traditionally in our culture, Romantic relationships are conditional. They're based on conditional love. The way you can tell this is ask yourself, if you're with someone, how would you feel about that person if they left you tomorrow? Would that love still be there? If it 
if the way you feel about them or the way you hold them in mind more accurately, the way you see them will change based on that, then by definition, it is conditional. Unconditional love is being able to say to someone, I love you no matter what, you can do anything and I will still love you. You can leave me and I will still love you. But not just saying that because anyone can say words. It's actually meaning that. It's actually meaning that. And I'm telling you, if you truly mean it, people will be able to sense that intentionality. So that's what joy is. That's where joy comes from. In fact, joy is the same as unconditional love. Joy is the same as unconditional love. It's just different ways, again, of saying, of describing that same experience, that same state. And that's not something that's very popular, right? What's popular in our culture is sentimentality. I love you, but now I don't love you anymore. Then, if it's so, that was never love. That What that was, was probably a mix of desire, sexual craving or lust, and, you know, maybe a couple other things. Sentimentality being in there, of course. And again, there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. But it's not joy. And it's not unconditional love. If you want that, that's fine. Go for it. Enjoy it. Have fun with it. Investigate it. See where it leads. But it's not joy. It's not unconditional love. If you want unconditional love, if if you want joy, then hopefully you can start to get a sense of which direction that is. So that's the direction of inner freedom. Joy comes from within. Joy comes from letting things go rather than clinging to them. Uh, There's a good quote by the Buddha. You You can only lose that which you cling to. I mean, that perfectly sums it up, right? If we don't cling to anything, it means if we're not attached to everything, absolutely everything, including the source of life. And, you know, that's kind of the ultimate one. That's the one which I am uh, I'm struggling with at the moment, <laughs> you know. So it's, it's fine to, to, to not be quite there yet. But that's, that's kind of where I'm, the direction I'm going into. When we're not attached to everything, then there is only joy. There is only freedom. There is only peace. And we can enjoy everything fully. Be fully present give love only give 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 because we don't need anything anymore we don't need anything anymore another really good one enlightenment is the state of not fearing anything not wanting anything and not knowing everything anything sorry so when we don't fear anything anymore when we don't want anything anymore when these things occur within us an inner change, then we are free. We are truly free. Traditionally speaking, I suppose we could say we are enlightened. But again, these are just words pointing to a state, an inner state within us. And let's just look at the truth that 
It is a state that exists as a potential within you, within me, within everyone at this very moment. It's there. That potential to, that, that, that state as a potential, we could say. That's, a I guess, an accurate way to put it. It exists there. And that potential is activated. It's activated by our intentionality. Before anything, it's activated by our intentionality. So merely the intention to be our most unconditionally loving self begins to activate that potential effortlessly, automatically, not through anything we do, but of its own. That's the power of our intention. And I'll come back to that after this next point. And secondly, it's activated, that potential is activated through our choices. So the choices we make, the things we choose. To choose love in spite of fear. To choose love in spite of temptations. And coming back to that intentionality. So think about this. How many people, just ask yourself, how many people do you think have the intention to be their most unconditionally loving self? How many people? There's not that many people out there. There's not that many people right now who are interested in being their most unconditionally loving selves. And so, those who activate that intention to be the most unconditionally loving self, which is to be unconditionally kind, unconditionally forgiving, and unconditionally compassionate towards all of life, at all times, no matter what, including oneself. When that intentionality is is made, when that decision is made, that inner decision to align with that direction. So it's an orientation, right? It's not a doingness, it's a life orientation. What this means is it's to use, really, to use everything, to use whatever you experience as a growth opportunity in that direction. To say, okay, well, you know, maybe I acted with anger, hostility in this area, and that's okay, but that's not what I want. And to begin to walk in that direction, right? When that intentionality is made, this is really cool. What happens is that future, so the future where you are your most unconditionally loving self, that future becomes an inevitability it becomes inevitable isn't that amazing think about this when you're in a boat and you're sailing right you set the compass the compass is the orientation of that ship the compass doesn't do anything but it guides everything so the compass is set due east the boat follows the compass the inner navigation device And maybe there's some obstacles in the way. Maybe there's an island. Maybe there's a rough sea. But, you know, the compass is then set back due east and guides the boat's journey so that inevitably the boat will reach due east. Inevitably. You know, it's just an analogy, but in the same sense, in that same absolute sense, your intentionality to be your most unconditionally loving self guides everything, guides every decision you make, so that no matter how painful it is, no matter what 
arises, really, no matter what, you will reach that state. Or more accurately, you have already reached that state. You, you are already that, so that potential is already within you. And that future of you actually being that way is already, it's, it's already there. It's already there. And you're just walking the necessary steps to get there. Isn't that incredible? When I first heard that, I was like, wow, wow. So for me, I heard that from David Hawkins, which is my spiritual teacher. And David Hawkins to me is a source of absolute trust. <laughs> Anything he says, I trust with absoluteness. And David Hawkins isn't an th- uh, authority in the consciousness, uh, in consciousness research and spiritual spirituality. And he's an amazing teacher. You can look into him yourself. But when I heard that, I was like, wow. You know, so I don't know if you'll really recognize that as I did. Maybe you'll recognize it in a different way. But I suppose my hope is that uh, that that seed is there now. That seed is there. That seed is there. And I just want to make it clear. It's totally like I don't expect anyone to trust me with absoluteness. You know, David Hawking has earned that. He has earned that. He is the uh, he is the absolute, <laughs> so that that his trust is earned, and hopefully I can earn some trust through these uh, the content I provide, and we'll see in the future. We'll see in the future. Right, so hopefully there's like a clear understanding of what joy is, of how it arises, and of what is required to be in a state of constant joy. And with this insight, we can now make a, or you can make a conscious decision. Is this something I want? And like, it's your de- your decision. It's totally your decision. That's why we're here on earth. You know, we have total free will. We can choose anything. We can choose to be anything. And I'll just end, I suppose, with... What, what unconditional love is like, what the state of lovingness, the beatific state is like, and it's quite beautiful. So I want to make it clear, I, I'm aware that there's a way to go with me, you know, there's more, more, there's more depth, more depth to go into, I'm aware of that. I'm aware of that. But I'm also aware that I I sort of have to own my experiences <laughs> because they're not very common. So I just want to own them and share some things that, you know, I experience in day to day just to share them so that you can get a sense of what it's like to orient yourself and walk into unconditional love. And I guess one of the most profound things is beauty. That, for me, I mean, the world's so much more beautiful than I could ever imagined. So much more beautiful. And everything is like... When the birds fly, when they sing, they sing with joy. I hear joy. I hear love. When they fly, oh, it's amazing. It's like, it's like the swooping of peace. And it's like that line, the uh, 
the kingdom of heaven or kingdom of heaven is on earth <laughs> it's it, that's what it looks like that's what everything looks like so it's incredibly beautiful colors are i don't know there's like a greater depth greater dimensionality to the beauty of things than there was before a much greater dimensionality and trees dance with joy <laughs> it's pretty awesome actually always dancing with joy it's wonderful and the thing is that these this this uh what i see is just a glimpse it's just a glimpse and it's always been there just like it's there for you right now and it's just awaiting us awaiting for us to change the way we see just let go of the murkiness that covers our our eyes and as we let go of these things that blur our vision and keep us from the beauty or that's ever present around us the beauty reveals itself of its own of its own and it's so wonderful so wonderful to just just be able to do nothing and just enjoy beauty you know to be able to do nothing just enjoy beauty enjoy silence even enjoy the like addiction to thoughts the the ravaging the crazy stories of the mind to just notice them to just live just enjoy things it's really nice it's really nice it's really peaceful it's really peaceful so i'll close this episode with that i hope you enjoyed this if you want to stay up to date with the content i release stay on the facebook page joyfulness broadcast uh comment i would love to hear if this was a nice direction to go in for the podcast this is something you enjoy uh just for the future how i take things uh so you could comment that in the facebook group or you could also leave a audio recording you could leave an audio recording through anchor you could do that if you like what would also help this podcast is if you reviewed it on apple podcasts um an android podcast if that's a thing if you have an android but uh i'm aware of apple Podcasts. so if you review that um and give it however many stars you believe it to be worth to you um and then just leave your honest review that would be wonderful to help uh people discover this podcast in the future right so this was fun to make hopefully it was fun to listen to thank you very much for taking time out of your day to listen to this i'm very grateful for that i hope this was valuable to you i hope you enjoyed it and i'll see you next time